Hello? All right. Wow. Ready? You are. Are you ready? <laughs> Welcome to the struggle and grind, y'all. It'll be- That's all we get? That's it. Windows are coming open, even though it's like 28 degrees. But oh, the yeah. Ace just threw up in here, so I would rather be cold than have to smell uh, dog vomit. I have just one thing to say to you. <laughs> Did you pull that after? Did you know? <laughs> Any guesses as to what that is? One more time. I have just one thing to say to you. <laughs> he sounds familiar. One more time, I think I'll get it. I have just one thing to say to you. <laughs> is that Bill Maher? No. Oh, who is it? It's Pat Sajak. Okay. Doing his impression. I have just one thing to say to you. Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby Doo. Yep. When does Scooby do? I'm trying to think of what noise he makes generally. He talks, kind of, and he's right back at it, licking, licking it up. Yeah. He's like, Ace is like a uh, killer that returns to the scene of the crime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's got to relive the moment. <laughs> oh, man, I remember just 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Puking all over this spot. Oh, it was great. Okay. So do we want to get into the outsider? Uh, Yeah, we got some things to deal with up top. Okay. First, um, CTC 69420. Oh. Review. Yeah. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You know, we've we've said this before. We do a one star or a five star podcast. Right. One star. I get it, buddy. I would say he followed through on that. Well, here's the thing. I think he followed through in a way that he didn't intend. And I'm gonna call my shot now. Okay. This isn't the last we heard from him. <laughs> he is he's gonna listen to I uh-huh. I know that just like Ace returning to his vomit. Right. <laughs> CTC, CTC returns to the scene of the crime. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he won't be able to let this one go. And I don't know. Can you amend reviews? I don't know if you can go back and edit I don't reviews. Know. I, th- I think we're going to hear from him some way or another. An okay. amended review or a podcast or... An email maybe. Uh, an email. That's what I meant. Not that he's going to start a whole podcast. <laughs> he's going to start maybe. a whole podcast <laughs> and just, we're just going to go back and forth. <laughs> Uh, this is my response. <laughs> response number six. Um, but yeah, so here's the thing. I'm like, is it? So it, CTC left us a one star review. That was kudos. Yeah, great. Kudos. I I I get it, and I I probably agree to it. I don't listen to shows like ours <laughs> because I get it. Right. Um, and so. Yeah, so one star, and it was uh, not good was the subject. Right. Bad. Was the body. Great. Titled not good, body, bad. Bad. Not good, With a period. Period. I love it. (laughs) I get it. But just like- Much better than that coward who just gave us two stars with no review. mm, Those are the worst. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, so anyway, I feel like it's- natural mm-hmm. any comment i'm just gonna click and see like what are they about oh are yeah. they uh right are they a common reviewer are they like right. a one a regular one star person are we the outlier i'm just i'm just interested yeah no that's i don't think you i don't think we need to be ashamed of that that no. is the way the world works now yeah if someone's doing an ama on reddit you look at their reddit history if someone out of nowhere comments on your Facebook post, you go to their profile to see what they've been posting. That's just the way it works. Context. Right. So I, I click on it, and for whatever reason, iTunes is so, like, we, like it's like so they had to go in and code it to be as unhelpful as possible. Well, they care about your privacy, Keith. 
So that's what they're doing. They're just <laughs> I guess. I don't know. So I go in and I see he's not a he's not a new reviewer. He's been in the yeah, review. He's got game. a lot of podcast reviews. Yeah. And so I also realized that we were one of the shorter. I kind of regret that. Well, he does have a handful of those that are the same way though. Not good, bad? Yeah. Oh, because he also has a few like He's got a few where he soliloquies. really goes in on like Rape is only acceptable if they're Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> this podcaster is ugly. ugly. <laughs> but he also does have a handful of not great, bad. Bad? Yeah. Oh, uh, I thought we were special no. in that way. Unfortunately not. Yeah, I was I was trying to like place him in time, and I was like, was he running out the door to drive to the Second Amendment rally in Richmond? You know, he right. seems like... The guy that probably would travel from like Wyoming right. to like attend. Yeah, I came from Wyoming. This There's is my, my sniper rifle. <laughs> it's yeah. my modded sniper rifle. Uh, I can play podcasts through it. Um, <laughs> mainly. And you said like, so when I clicked on his name, it gave me his other reviews, but it didn't. They're all anonymous. Yeah, it didn't tell me what the podcast right. was. Which I'm like, why even? Either don't give me anything or just give me what yeah. the podcasts are. That's yeah. weird. Uh, so I couldn't really tell, but I did see stuff like this podcast host is ugly. Yeah. And some like ultra conservative, you know, rants. Right. And this is clearly biased. Bias. Conservatives only care about bias when it's uh, going against their viewpoint. When it's the people they like, they don't care about bias at all. Right. And, and I love, like, the go-tos. Like, whenever you place somebody on a review political spectrum, like, in that small niche of, you know, um, category, mm -hmm. like, you know exactly what they're going to be go reaching for. Bias is mm -hmm. one of them. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, as if, like, bias is their trump card that they get to use against everybody else right. because... There's no way that they are biased or right. anybody they listen to are biased, which is like, that is a common human like flaw. If, if it even is a flaw. Yeah. It's not even a flaw. It's an <laughs> impossibility. The idea that you can't have an opinion on something or can't have a feeling on something. It means you're either like a, a sociopath or it's just not possible. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So but you said he did have like a five star, right? And it was for it like was the Matt Walsh the Matt show. Walsh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> five stars for us. Right. I bank it. Right. That's that made me feel. Yeah. What was interesting to good. me about that is you, is you try and figure out where he's like, what episode is he listening to to get that? And it was recent. So I figure it has to be one of the like outsider mm -hmm. episodes. Thank you for that. So it's like, I can't imagine what was so offensive about that although i mean maybe hey maybe it was just a general it, uh, uh, reflection on the quality i think not it, good bad no i think it has to do with calling out panko sure straight straight up front you know being like this review based around politics oh that's true yeah that's right ridiculous yeah uh, and again, I think what I told you was, I was like, I think Paco reviewed our show. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if it was one in the same. Yeah. So yeah. Got that one. Got that five star, that asterisk review, five stars in the bank. Right. <laughs> um, so now on to book update. Where you at? Okay. So I finished the book. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the issues that I have with this uh, episode, I think I'm, I'm glad that you finished it because mm -hmm. again, at this point, Stephen King has his tropes. He has right. his things that he goes back to. And one of them is the aggrieved, you know, kind of, um, put upon villain character, right? Which is portrayed by the police. Jack. By Jack. And 
the way that he builds Jack's psychological torment is really vivid. Mm -hmm. Like I like mm -hmm. the way that he will make his human villains who are largely being used by the supernatural force. Like that really is usually the villains in his story are the humans who are being influenced by the supernatural force or who are just evil themselves. And then the supernatural force tends to be weaker than the human. Mm -hmm. And this totally falls in line with that. But I also thought because they're not building this up well with Jack in this oh, episode yeah, yeah. of the TV show, Jack has his shed moment where he gets touched and the supernatural being starts to introduce this idea that he gave him skin cancer in the book. Yes. Right. And in the book, his mother died of skin cancer and it's like, right. Graphically written. And you just get the sense of how this thing also feeds, right? Like that's what I love about it is it's written in such a way that you get inside the way that the supernatural force mm -hmm. exists and lives and what it does and the way that it compounds his fears is like horrific. Yeah. And really good. Yeah, definitely. I also love, which I don't think we're going, going to get as we wrap up on the book. One of the greatest punchlines of all of Stephen King's writings. And I think it's just like a line in the book, right? Mm -hmm. Or like right at the end, I forget how the being says it or whatever, the supernatural being, but it's like, oh yeah, by the way, my touch just basically gives somebody poison ivy. It's not really skin cancer. Mm -hmm. You would have been okay in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that that's like, <laughs> that's like a footnote. Do you remember you just read it? What, yeah. How does he, who does he say that to? Um, it, it, he's saying it to Jack. I mean, because Jack is confronting him at one point, but that, that is another element that they also skip over in the show in that because he's returning from a fishing trip and in the book, there's a lot of line blurring between, is this just a sunburn? because I was out in the sun all day from fishing or did something actually happen to me? And there's enough of it that's like, it's not like tipping the scales. You know what I mean? I'm never, I was never like, Oh, it's just a sunburn. I obviously knew what it was, mm -hmm. but it still is a nice element to, to play with. And well, it gives you an idea of what it looks like in the right. it's descriptive. You know what that yeah. is. And you know about sunburns. If, Absolutely. if anybody knows <laughs> right. about severe sunburns, yeah. it's you. Um, and it's also handled, I mean, I'm sorry. I just dislike the show so much <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know why compared to, I only did a quick look of like AV clubs review and they seem to really like it. So I don't know why I dislike it so much. I really feel like they're just handling everything so poorly, even the scene in the barn where he's um, this supernatural thing sneaks up behind him in the in the show. Of course it has to be played. He has to, he's being like torn. It's like he's being whipped, <laughs> right? It's like, he's like being supernaturally he's screaming whipped, he's again, screaming yeah. and in agony. And in the book, he sees something in the barn drops his flashlight, it's gone, and then next thing you know, he just feels something behind him. And then he thinks something is like caressing his and neck. And it starts with a caress. And then it's gone, and that's it. And it's this very quiet, mysterious moment. You know what I mean? And it's just very well handled. And it just is like, it's just this, like the epitome of just bad adaptation to me. And one the one thing, one thing that I was thinking of is like, I don't, know if like Stephen King because Stephen King came out before the show I saw something where he was like hey Outsiders about to come out it's great I love it blah 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 I don't know if he's just like old now and like wants to play the game or if he like genuinely likes it I don't understand 
because he famously hates The Shining. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how he could hate something like The Shining, but then love something like The Outsider when it's so clearly poorly adapted from the book. I heard somebody cogently explain why Stephen King hates Kubrick's The Shining. I mean, I can understand why he doesn't like it, but I don't then understand why he does like The Outsider. Well, he also is notoriously bad at adapting his own stuff for the screen, whether it's the TV movies that he would help produce and write or um, the ones he'd direct himself. So, yeah, I th- I don't think he's the best person to analyze his stories for the screen mm-hmm. in any way. And it goes back to what we were talking about in our very first episode where we were kind of anticipating the show. I, as with life, I feel like we're just a little late on everything. And The Watchmen is the show that I wish we would have <laughs> deep dived into. Because that actually could support some deeper, you know, exploration, Mm -hmm. analysis, discussion. The Outsider was never going to be that. You know, I'd read the book. I was looking forward to the show and I was struggling to articulate what it was I was looking for because I knew it wouldn't be something that you'd be running to Reddit the next day to explore and the mysteries weren't going to be so... um, like confounding, especially based on the book. But I was hoping for some take, some vision, something. Yeah. And what I'm getting is the most generic kind of page to screen adaptation where they just go general with everything. It's like they got the skeleton of the events that happened in the book and then just made the TV show. It's like no yeah. one ever actually read the book. They just had someone give them a brief overview, overview of what happens yeah. and they're like, oh, we can make a TV show out of that. Yeah, and they, they did finally find what they want the show to be about. Holly Gibney shows up and the show does slow down and the show like pauses to focus on her. Right. So clearly that was their take. Clearly when they got the cliff cliff notes, they were like, Okay, the detective lost a boy. That's his connection to this whole thing. We got Jason Bateman, you know, to play the good guy who dies, surprisingly. Right. And the rest is your standard Stephen King story. We got it. So is she in the... Is the stuff that she's doing in the show in the other books... Like her personality quirks, mm-hmm. so like the like listening to cars and knowing what model oh, they are. No, see that's the thing. So the the because Holly, I I hated the way she's portrayed in the show too. <laughs> I I'm not as negative about that. To me, it although is I'm exactly with you. what I would think a bad <laughs> interpretation of that character would. Be. Here's the here's the the big thing, right? My take was. Initially, oh, they made her a car person. Like they, in the book, she's a film person. I mean, like a yeah. film buff, but she clearly is, you know, like atypical, right? And, um, and that works itself out in the book through film. Like, that's how she translates her experiences and her knowledge. Yeah. And I love how specific that is. But she's also not like a freak in the book. Uh, In in the show, she is a savant. She is remembering. Okay, that's that's what what I'm I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. So, first off. Because in in the book, she's not like that. In, In The Outsider, she's not to that degree. It's past the year 2000 we don't use freak uh-huh. as synonymous with <laughs> savant but yeah i mean here they made her i do like the way that she framed it i i like the conversation that she had with rich ralph ralph uh-huh. <laughs> with ralph where 
again, just poorly written character where as soon as she tar- starts talking about a, like a doppelganger, he's like, I don't have any time for for yeah. And see, in the AV Club review, they were like, this scene was muscular and this is the best TV and blah, 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 blah. I was like, really? Oh, that diner scene was terrible. Well, I, I will say what I did like was how she said, this is what I can do. And some would, I'm sorry, your glass is fogged up. Uh, your hot chocolate. That's <laughs> worth it. So uh, where was I? Oh, she's like, these are the things I can do. I can tell you all these things. I'm a savant. Mm-hmm. A freak, as some would say. <laughs> as, one, as one person Abnormal. would say. <laughs> one, one person in the whole world would say. Uh-huh. Um, and I like that she was like, you can't explain me. Therefore you can't dismiss the supernatural. Mm -hmm. I like that framing. I don't like what they've done with her character. Right. I liked when she was more specific and her character has more personality in the book again, because you get to see how she filters the world through Cinema. Right. But that that's what I mean. Like in the book, she is very in the book. You can tell that she is like gifted in some way, but she doesn't seem to be so far on the whatever you want to call it. The spectrum. I mean? The spectrum or, or whatever. But but in the show, she's like, you know, the opening scene is her listening to cars drive by naming the make the model how old it is what right, defects this, it has on the sound. yeah and it's just yeah. like give me a break and then five minutes later she's like this is uh giving a play-by-play of a baseball game from the 1960s you know what i mean it's like it's just it's so loony it is ridiculous well it it made me think again our first episode i said that i read a genre book that that was bad and um, it was The Fold by Peter Klein. Uh-huh. I think it was called The Fold. And it had the guy who was had a photographic memory. Right. And it was completely ridiculous. Just like I told you, there's a scene in the book where he wants to watch a movie, so he closes his eyes and just remembers the movie. Right, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. Like, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's very much... And I guess it m- may have been True Detective that I also felt this way about one of the seasons or so- some other. If this show was on, if this show was not on HBO, it would fit in right next to CSI whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? S- SVU whatever. It is, it is a CSI show at its, at its core. The characters are broad and... Uh, generic, you know what I mean? Like Holly might as well be whatever the girl is from one of those shows. It's like a goth girl with dyed black hair and black eyeliner and tattoos up and down her arms, and she listens to gothic music. It just is so <laughs> generic, and uh, it just was very disappointing. Yeah, I'm not as down on Cynthia Revo or Holly's character again. I I think the acting is decent. I think it's poorly written. I, um, yeah, the uh, yeah the acting doesn't bother me. Right, right. So I think I go back to how the characters are written. Again, I can get behind what she's doing with the character, but they're not giving her much. Right. But yeah, I guess the fact that I watched the whole episode is a testament to her abilities because what she was doing was ridiculous, especially yeah. the intro. The intro to her character, like you said, is absurd. Um, another thing that stood out to me in this was crap. You said his name. I forgot again. Ralph. No, the bad guy. Jack. Yeah. Jack. I love that Jack gets called out to the shed. He stops at the, um, strip club and then he continues on to the shed. But by then, like, the local police are gone, clearly. Like, he already predicted they would. And having stopped for, like, an hour on the way down, right? What was he expecting to find? Yeah, that's a like, great point. That's not 
the way that happens in the book. And in this, it's like, he's like, oh, great. Everyone left. Yeah, the whole point is that the local police took everything. Yeah. Wouldn't you go? Well, they set out to make him look so incompetent in the TV show that you're exactly right. By the time he got to the barn, if he had seen that everything was gone, he would he would not have bothered to get out of his truck. He would have just sat in his truck and turned around and left. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in the book, there's at least this semblance of like he's at least trying to do his job. Yes. Yeah. And and again, which is which is the thing where a well written and I will stop comparing it to the book endlessly. And I will just say, for me, a compelling character, somebody that I can identify with in some way. Right. In this we get like again Jack getting abnormally angry that the fattest pig in the world sauntered away from him and he couldn't kill it to like a guy who stops on a strip bar on the way out to do his job he just he's a despicable character all right. the way down and in this again in in the book you have the crux of or the break in the relationship between Jack and Ralph is because Ralph wrote like no comment on his evaluation. Right. They needed for like a raise. Mm -hmm. And it's just a small little disagreement that like Jack holds against him, but it's not that Jack wants to like kill him, you know? Um, Jack's not a, an absolute lunatic. He needs to be brought to that point by the he's just tweaked by it a little bit yeah by by the spiritual entity yeah so like give me something that i can relate with and with this jack i can't at all i don't care about him i hate him it's poorly written and i just want him to die yeah um i also don't have much more to say on this but the use of ralph's wife as the go-between with the girl uh-huh it just for some reason really irked me uh -huh. like it it got me just kind of a little riled up because it just felt so sloppy and easy yeah like let's let the women you know get together on this and and put and get the get Ralph and all the guys out of this yeah. you know and let her like sit on the stairs with the girl and get the girl to open up about it's like just get the girl to say her message and move on with the with the story i don't need this and then like she comes back like oh i just want to check on you mm -hmm. and again the, the the book does it better in the sense that like jason bateman's what's his name jason bateman's character. terry terry mm -hmm. terry like they're responsible for Terry's death. Right. It's not easily <laughs> like combed over. And even when they yeah. meet in the book, it's not immediately like, yeah, I hate your husband, not you. Yeah. Yeah, we can have coffee anytime. It's like she's still like, stay away from me. Yeah. You know? And so, again, I was just like, shorthand for no other reason than to give us like an extra little moment or just find a more interesting way of developing this story. Yeah. Because I mean, you're, they you're, don't even need to do that. They have a book that develop it's, develops it perfectly well. That's what's so frustrating is they have a book. Book's not great. It's not an amazing book. It's a very it's good readable. read. Yeah. It's readable. I got through it in a couple of weeks. I enjoyed it. All you need to do is copy what the book did. That's it. And then my, my, my last annoyance is the fact that we haven't seen the bad guy other than like, the super slow motion pan yes. pannons on his potato face. Right. And again, he's most terrifying when he's visiting the girl right. and they haven't said the line that even if you don't see it, he has straws for eyes is mm -hmm. such a descriptive weird, like it can be interpreted by three different people, three different ways. And I like that, right? Because my image might not be the same as you as yours. And it's all the more terrifying because it's it's mine, right? Like yeah. I imagine like a like a slug, you know what I mean? It's just like it's a great image, and we don't see him at all. Yeah, we, we that just, was the that was the one thing that I wrote down too. They spend all this time in the first two episodes going out of their way to, to show, show you him. this thing that you shouldn't be seeing at this point in the story. 
And then you get to the point in the story where you need to be seeing him, and they don't show him at all. They show his wet footprints. Yeah, it's like, what is going on? How do you come to these decisions? It's such a, just a bad structure. Now that I'm thinking about it, because this was episode two. When this is episode see, three. No, 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 no. What I'm talking about is from episode two oh. right now. They zoom in on the wet footprints, right? In the room. Remember, she's talking to her daughter and she takes her out of the room mm-hmm. and then the camera pans down. You see wet footprints because it's raining. Mm-hmm. I vaguely remember that. Yes. The whole point is that in the book, when he visited the girls, he was projecting himself. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, later on it's sort of discovered that yeah, he's projecting himself and because and they figure and Holly figures out that he's weak because, because his projections projection. aren't leaving anything behind. So when he's strong, the projections actually it have be, a physical presence. Right. All right, then I will not lodge my complaint. I retract. So, yeah. So, we're not even halfway through? No. <laughs> There's still <laughs> seven episodes left. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm not excited about the flashbacks with Holly's childhood. I don't remember those. They're just little flashes, but I hope we don't get, like, an episode in Holly's childhood. Oh, boy. I can't. Yeah, I lost interest pretty quickly. And I have to say, Julie was watching YouTube videos. And you're like, hey, what's going on? I was watching this on the laptop. (laughs) Yeah. And I was having a hard time paying attention. I did take some notes, though. Okay, go. One thing that bothered me the very beginning of the show, uh, Ralph is visiting his son's grave. Oh. And he says, Forgot about that. He says, I wish I I could could tell you about the last week. Yes. What? (laughs) <laughs> you wish you could tell him about the supernatural creature that shoved a stick no. up with some yeah, kid's ass? Right. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Is that what you talk to your kid about? He's like, I just remember when I could come home from work and <laughs> sit down and tell you about what I saw that day. That stood out to me, too, and it made me think, like, is this from another version of the show where they, where it wasn't his son who was dead or they didn't agree on the age of the son like oh right. yeah the son could be 26 and he's like so say that and then yeah. they're like oh crap he's nine <laughs> yeah well he's 15 well, in the show oh, 14 or 15 in the book he's like 10 but either way yeah you're not telling your 15 year old let me tell you about this mutilation i saw in the park yeah that is very clearly just a like you know we've got to make him a hard-edged detective you know what i mean it just makes no sense at or all. or like ad-lib something and then he forgot he forgot his character. Right. And then I'm also glad they could fast forward through all of the very good character development moments in the first two, the stuff that happens in the first two episodes, just so we could get extended time watching Jack make fun of strippers. <laughs> that goes on so long. Yeah. It's like, why are we spending so much time with this guy? <laughs> I, I and again not adding anything. Yeah, that's it. There's only the uh, the only other note I have is that I like the title sequence. The Rorschach. Yes, I like the inky blot thing that comes in and fades out in ten seconds and shows you the title. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way they did that. Well, there it is. That, I mean, yeah. I I honestly like. I'm with you. You know, I don't know. I could sit there and pick apart the story, but I just don't like what they're doing with it. I'm not compelled by it. Again, who's the who's the villain that we know right now? If if we hadn't read the book, he's a potato faced guy. He visits these kids. Yeah, you have no idea of what? who he is when he starts to actually do stuff in yeah. the story. Why why am I compelled by that? Yeah. You know, um, the shooting of Terry Mait- Maitland again. It has flashbacks to that today, or was that? Mm-hmm. Or no, yeah, was, it did, yeah. And it just, again, made me realize how ridiculous that whole sequence was. It looks you so know? bad. And I have to think, is doing CGI effects really more practical? For the than, blood? Yeah, than just doing the, the, I guess because if you get into like reshoots or whatever, but. You can always go to your digital it blood. It looks so bad. I think it looks really bad. 
and again, the only thing I can say is like, it's well shot. I read a little bit of a review. I didn't read the whole thing. Alan Seppenwall wrote uh -huh. it, and like his big criticism was like it was dark. Like I don't think like like, like you could not see dark? visually dark. Like you could not see what was happening. No, I didn't have any trouble. I mean, it's I've dark. Never, I couldn't. I didn't have trouble seeing it. Right. Yeah. I've never had a problem seeing it, which I was kind of surprised. Like he didn't like it. Maybe but, he just needs to calibrate his TV. <laughs> exactly. I was waiting for him to get into like a substantive thing, but I remember being like three paragraphs in, he's still like, and I couldn't see what happened on this. It's <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Next show is, is, well, turns out my TV's <laughs> going out. <laughs> turns out they have these new HD TVs I, I haven't heard about before. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I. I feel like generally it's gotten positive reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see what people are holding on to. Yeah, I don't I'd know. I'd much like, rather talk about. Like the I watch said, book. maybe if I hadn't read the book, I'd feel differently about it. But having read the book, it's hard to not compare the two, especially since I just finished it, and they seem to be making literally every wrong decision you could possibly make. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So anyway, it's not a good show. Yeah. Um, I have a side sidebar side uh, issue I'd like to bring up. Not not an issue with the show. An issue with this is called everything. Reality in general. Okay. I think one of the worst inventions of all time is toilet paper. <laughs> think about how. Impractical. I was thinking and of gross a gross joke. What I could put and wasteful toilet paper. And I knew I should just stay silent and let you go. You <laughs> right though, it's such a waste. Think about how much money in your life you will spend on toilet paper, and then think about how inefficient it is at doing the job you need it to do. Whose idea? Who thought it would be a good idea to wipe your dry doo-doo ass with dry paper? It makes no sense, and it's so wasteful. Okay. See, and thinking about evolution, right? If we're supposed to be like the ultimate, drag the ultimate creatures, uh -huh. dogs outside of my own right, have self-cleaning buttholes. So why have we not evolved to have self-cleaning buttholes as humans? We are the inferior, no. Butthole species? We are the... Inferior. No, 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 no. What's better than? We're better than dogs, right? Superior. We're the, we're the superior <laughs> mammals. So why am I wasting so much time wiping my ass with paper, okay. with toilet paper? Now that I see the full... see. Here's the thing. When somebody talks to you, this is this is advice for anybody who has a conversation with you. Let Justin go. Uh -huh. Let him lay out the shape of the argument because it initially it's going to hit you one way. Just bite your tongue. Let him go because you're not advocating no wiping. I'm not advocate. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not advocating for having a dirty ass. Exactly. I just think the way we achieve it is ridiculous. Now. What's, what's also funny is I, before I came over tonight, mm -hmm. benefited from some really nice toilet paper. Mm -hmm. I bought some, a little four pack, because normally we don't go for like the multi-ply, mm -hmm. but I got some because I knew we were running out and I needed mm -hmm. something. It was on sale and it felt good. Mm -hmm. Like it felt real good. Sure. Having said that, yes, I agree, it is inefficient. I do find it funny how you know there's a better way. We just have not. I mean, really, the better way is the bidet, right? Right, yeah. So, to, I mean, to that's. Clean what, it with water. Right, that's what everybody says, bidet. But how we get stuck in our ways, like I always, whenever something like this comes up, I always think about the episode of, what was it, Radio Lab or whatever? where they talk about how it is scientifically proven that you should shoot free throws 
under, underhand. Uh, underhand. Yeah. That you will make more. Yeah. Pe- like, you cannot argue Especially against if you're it. a bad free throw shooter. Yeah. It's empirically true. Right. And everybody would benefit. It will not happen because we have acclimated so far in the direction of that looks stupid. Right. Uh, and, and we won't do it. And I feel like bidets are the exact people don't really know what it is in, in their mind, how it works in their mind. It mm-hmm. might be a little odd. Um, but yeah, that's what you're talking about. We should be using bidets, which I think is the cleaner way than using dry paper. Right. But that's also a cultural thing. Like bidets are big in like Europe and Asian countries, right? It is capitalism, right? It's the toilet paper companies that have to make money. Another one star review. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, that's all it is. Big toilet paper. Right. They got to That's who you're railing make against. Make their money. They don't want us to... I mean, just think about the idea of... It just is so impractical. It makes, it makes no sense, logically, if you think about it. Wiping your butt with toilet paper to get gross, Balls. slimy poop. Oh, yours is slimy? Off of it. Sometimes. Mm. It just makes no sense. Yeah, I mean... Again, or think about if I walked over here, Ace threw up on the carpet. I just picked it up with a paper towel and left it, and that's it. I didn't clean it with anything. I didn't wipe it off. That's that was it. I just picked it up with paper towels and threw it away. <laughs> so that's that's your analogy. In the yes, your, your butthole. Think about how gross that would be. Holding holding on to the residue. Yeah, letting it go. Sometimes, and that's the other realization I had to come to. Is as I'm getting older, I'm realizing two things. Mm. I'm getting older and I'm getting fatter. Mm. As I'm getting older, I realize I'm going to be the old guy that walks out of the bathroom with toilet paper hanging out of his, pan- out of his pants. I just know it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know why, but I know it's going to happen. Also, as I've gained more weight, I realize it is very difficult to wipe my butt the <laughs> fatter I've gotten. <laughs> Oh man, maybe maybe I've just been overweight so long I figured out. I'm also very broad shouldered, so mm. I'm a little bit wider than normal. Mm. It gets it gets tough. It gets tough. I got my I can show you strategy. No. Um yeah, I mean listen, you're right, there's a million things we can point out about our society and be like, why that? Where'd that come from? Rather than laying this on at the feet of big toilet paper, I will put it more to a societal norm. I think some things are exploited. I, I would say most things are exploited. I would even say like soda comp like the reason why I crave soda so much is because big soda, you know, absolutely is is pushing it and making me want. Coca-Cola. I agree. Right? No free will. Yeah. So I will I will even put that on there. But I will I will not do that with toilet paper. No, I just I will say that inefficiency is just societal norm. And those companies making toilet paper would switch over to tissues or paper towels as easily as they would keep making toilet paper. Oh, you say the same thing about soda companies. They make bottled water. Yeah, but they won't give up their kingdom of soda. Well, neither would the toilet paper companies. I don't you know. know they I, would. I, I, I don't know. No way. I, I don't see them putting up a big fight against mass installation of bidets because, again, they don't have an argument, right? It's not even, if you ask, to me, it goes back to like what we talked about a few weeks ago public transportation right like we don't have good public transportation because people have bought into the lie that it's inefficient mm. or really the, the, the issues are all race-based right mm. it's it's because they don't want those people to be able to come here um and companies i think don't want people have as much upward mobility if you could get from the oceanfront to Norfolk easily, you would have more access to jobs, mm-hmm. right? Whereas now it's still segmented and you need your own personal transportation to do that. You know, that stuff is what gets me 
pissed off. And it's a societal norm that people have just bought into that doesn't even benefit them. You know, nobody likes their car. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Cars on average. Well, are, rich people do. Cars on they average. can afford to take care of them. Yeah, are just <laughs> an anxiety. They're just a millstone of anxiety that you're waiting to break down on you mm-hmm. that need upkeep and care that need to pass an inspection. You have to pay property tax on and all that stuff, right? It's just a money suck and a mental drain, mm-hmm. emotional drain. I don't equate that to, or I, I, I would say that that is toilet paper. Sure. It's inefficient. Yes, people haven't thought about it enough. There's no reason why they shouldn't think about it and be like, Justin's right. Toilet paper is inefficient. I have a dirty butthole almost all the time. Yeah. And that needs to change. It won't change for the same reason public transportation won't be easily accepted in Hampton Roads. Yeah. The end. Okay. Well, when we get our own place, I am buying, first of all, a big toilet. Not one I'm of with these you on that. Tiny yeah. toilets. Yep. I want a big toilet. Me too. And yes, it's going to clean my butthole, right? Without toilet paper. Here's the thing. Do you get personally calibrated to you? Am I gonna have to make adjustment to yeah, you? Who cares? It's going to just be so heavy duty I can't, that it doesn't matter. It's I, gonna be like a power washer. I can't wait till I use it for the first time and come out and be like Justin, how do you sit on there? Like it's going to expose your your uh, bathroom. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Posture. Posture. Your bathroom posture. Yeah. Justin, do you sit on it backwards? Yeah. I'm expecting it just sprayed up my back. <laughs> All right. Um. Do you have any new drops? No, just the Pat Sajak one. Oh. I have just one thing to say to you. That's, <laughs> I want to see the full clip. Um, I will say one, one thing that I did want to just mention. Uh-huh. Um, we usually don't get political on here. <laughs> yeah. Anti-politics. Uh-huh. Uh, but... I was walking after work today, mm-hmm. talking to a coworker, and we were mentioning the um, Second Amendment gun uh-huh. rally, right? Mm-hmm. And they were talking about somebody who made a comment on their Facebook or something like that. And I just said, you know, I was like, to me, it's not even necessarily about the guns like to me and again this this would piss so many people on the right off Uh but you know it's true if you went into the middle of any collection of those people who are there at richmond Uh and you just said the words race war (laughs) you know they would be like you yeah you know it is you know it's right. happening right it's inevitable it's inevitable <laughs> yeah. like you know they are arming themselves yeah. for something right and to me it's not even necessarily about the guns although they're stupid mm-hmm. it's about the fear that is motivating these people to collect and gather yeah. as a militia and the thoughts that are going through their heads mm-hmm. right because you know it's all degenerative race-based like fear yeah um motivating a lot of those people right the guy with like his big anti-aircraft gun that he's named Mm -hmm. and has never fired is (laughs) is scared right like he has some vision of the future where he's defending us from who right yeah you know what i mean and that to me is the point as we were talking i was being a little I started growing less aware of my surroundings. Uh-huh. We we're in the parking garage. <laughs> yeah. And so I got, I got, I said basically that I, I kind of got to the end. I was like, listen, it's not about the guns. It's about what they're thinking. 
that that is the problem. Mm -hmm. And as much as people want to say, like, they're law-abiding citizens, it's like, you know, again, race war, Confederate monuments, right? Like, there are certain trigger words that you could say and get them just, like, a mm -hmm. feeding frenzy, you know? Yeah. So I was like, it's just about the ideas that we know are motivating those people. Again, also the fact that it was on, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, right? Like, yep. not a... And all the arrests leading up to the thing, which I love that people are like, see, it was peaceful. It's like, because everybody was arrested. arrested. Before. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I say that, and then I notice there's a guy right on my back, oh, right. like insanely close, like a step away. Uh -huh. And we hit the second level, and that's where she'd park. So I curve off. I have to go up one more level, and he's like, right on my tail again. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, see you later. And I'm walking up and he's like, I moved to the left side, which is normally where people like come down. So he can just like go right and go past me. Yeah. yeah Cause he's just giving me a weird vibe and he just stays right on my uh -huh. back. I get to the top and he steps on the back of my shoe. <laughs> like, like just like the little back. And I was like, Oh, and he's like, sorry. And then he just like walks off. Uh -huh. But I was like, is that, was that a message? Yeah. Or am I reading it like. What did he look like? Tall, skinny. I mean, white guy. Uh -huh. um, but did I he mean, have giant flags on his truck? Yeah. No, I couldn't <laughs> see what car he went to. And uh -huh. I didn't want to like stare and stuff. I, I was just like, all right, buddy. You know, but, uh, but then I was like, was that his message to me? Like to step on my shoes? Yeah. Like, is that and did I really piss him off that much? Um, so we'll see if I get shot tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> you're being tracked now. Yeah, the shoes weren't enough. I need to check my shoes. Yeah, nice, good, good catch. Yeah.